Hi everyone, I'm Mark Shara, and I've had the distinct privilege of being the host of The Law Garage for the last two seasons. When Justice Cooper asked me to take over the podcast that was built on his legacy of the Garage series, I was honored but reluctant. You see, I got into criminal defense because I wanted to advocate for people who were facing jeopardy at the hands of the state. Over the years, through some success and many failures, I developed a level of comfort in the courtroom that grew out of being prepared and confident in the defenses I was advancing. That path is much different than hosting a podcast. Until Justice Cooper interviewed me for season one of The Law Garage, I routinely rejected requests for speaking engagements or other contributions to continuing legal education. I never viewed myself as having much to offer in that realm, and I stood in awe of those who provided thorough presentations to members of the bar on complicated legal issues. When Justice Cooper invited me onto the Law Garage in Season 1 as a guest, he asked me to speak about sentencing, which I was prepared to do. What I was not prepared for was a surprise second interview that he wanted to record where he questioned me on becoming a murder lawyer. He and I were longtime friends, and he knew my story and he thought it was important to put it out there. Also, it was the height of COVID and there was little else to do. That interview was very raw and genuine and unprepared. His Honor told me that once he covered all the substantive areas of criminal law in Season 1, he wanted the podcast to profile the personal side of people in our profession while still touching upon legal issues. As it happened between Season 1 and Season 2, Justice Cooper was appointed to the Ontario Court of Justice, and His Honor asked me to see his vision through. I will admit I was completely out of my comfort zone, and while many people think that I'm an extrovert, I consider myself more of an introvert compelled to live an extrovert existence. To put myself out there on a bi-weekly podcast was nerve-wracking. How will I sound? I'm not polished enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't know how to interview people or transition between topics. How will I manage to get two guests at the same time? What if the podcast is boring? What if nobody listens? All of these thoughts and insecurities flooded my head, not unlike the thoughts that flood into a young lawyer's mind going into their first trial. I had the support of Jason Cooper, the Law Garage producer, who assured me that he could edit out anything and we could re-record if need be. In the very first episode we recorded, I felt like I was the worst host, fumbling my words, stuttering, and I didn't see how this was a good idea. Justice Cooper encouraged me by telling me that it will end up sounding fine and it will be a really rewarding experience. I thought to myself, well, it's off to a horrible start. Then suddenly, Jason called me to tell me that my sound levels were off because it was a Zoom interview and that it would be better if I re-record all of my audio. I thought to myself, well, isn't this a lucky break? I get a second shot. So with the help of my associate producer, Christina Zdow, I listened back to the podcast and edited all of the portions. I was able to polish everything. I was more articulate than ever. Jason recut the episode, and sure enough, it was worse. Who is that? That's not me. That's not the person I want the listeners to hear. Those who know me know that I don't speak that way. They will find this whole thing disingenuous, I thought to myself. So I said, fuck it. And I re-recorded the entire episode in the vernacular as the first, trying my best to mimic every stutter, fumble, and malaprop as Jason laughed at me saying, it's great, don't worry, it's great, it's great, don't worry. So we were on our way to recording season two and then season three of The Law Garage. Developing a guest list was an interesting process. 
first, I wanted to have as many friends as possible for selfish reasons. What better way to feel comfortable than to conversate with your friends? There may have been alcohol involved at some points, which definitely helped everybody relax. To be able to develop an audio memoir of these relationships was really important to me personally. Second, between the Garage series and the Law Garage, Justice Cooper had been able to secure the participation of so many of the elite senior members of the criminal defense bar that I did not think that repeating what he had done would be successful. I wanted to profile the future group of elite senior criminal lawyers. I picked those whom I worked with personally and whom I knew had something to contribute to the continuing legal education. I decided that we could pay homage to those before us by asking the question, what lawyer do you feel privileged to have seen litigate at the end of each episode? But all of the guests were selected because of their knowledge and contribution to criminal law today. Third, I wanted to go as far outside of Toronto as I could because it was very important to me that we recognize the talents of those practicing in Western Canada, the Maritimes, Quebec, and other parts of Ontario, since they have all had a hand in molding our law. Fourth, I sought the advice of recent calls to the bar through the work of my other associate producer, Remy Sansonwall, who was aware of the lawyers that generate social media traffic with recent calls and often contribute to recent call development. That was important because recent calls make up a large portion of our listenership. Last, I wanted people who wanted to come on. Whether it was as a favor to me, or because they had something to say, or just for the experience, or simply to contribute to continuing legal education, nothing made me happier than when asked if there was room for a guest who wanted to participate. It was the time commitment of the guests that goes unnoticed. Yet it was that commitment that contributed to this end product. My repeated emails to them about scheduling, my long-form questionnaire that was never referred to, but that everybody had to fill out, my sad attempt to fill the green room with M&Ms, beer, wine, and cheap champagne, my request for approval of the final cut that made me feel like I was one step away from being charged under Section 264, Sub 2, Sub B of the Criminal Code. The guests were involved behind the scenes. I cannot thank each and every one of them enough for contributing to this project. At the end of each episode, you hear me thank Christina Zdao and Matthew Takamatsu. They are also free labor. Christina is a law student at Queen's Law who reviews every episode for offensive or concerning content. And believe me, the cutting room floor is covered. I'm just kidding. When it got to be too much, it was easier to simply put a warning at the outset of the episode. And Matthew took over the Law Garage social media, which has greatly expanded and influenced this listenership. It was with this team behind me that we were able to pull off the last two seasons of the Law Garage without losing my entire practice. Believe me, the phrase, don't quit your day job, very literally repeated in my head over and over the last two seasons. Luckily, my staff, Melissa Whittefield and Articling students, Nicola Perry and Ramisha Farouk, were able to keep the practice going while I devoted so many hours to this project. In the end, every episode that was recorded brought something special for me. Whether it was reminiscing of the early days of practice, complaining about difficult days in the profession, mental health issues, practice management, the state of the law, the difficulties of being young counsel, or simply discussing a funny moment in court, I feel privileged to have been able to elicit these accounts from my colleagues whom I revere. Finally, I want to say one more thing that I never expected would come out of hosting the Law Garage, and that is making a whole new group of friends and colleagues, mostly from the recent call group, but also from across Canada. Many listeners of the podcast have reached out to me to tell me 
that they had a shared experience or to solicit advice or to discuss legal issues or to get involved in a charity that was plugged on the show or simply to thank me for the time that I've put in on this. I am at an age in this business where many of my contemporaries are moving on from criminal defense for a number of reasons and opportunities. It is easy to feel isolated and lonely. It is great to see that there are still many bright and talented people getting into this profession and I am grateful that the Law Garage has given me the opportunity to get to know so many of them. If I didn't get out of my comfort zone, I would have never been able to appreciate how rewarding this project has been for me. If there's one thing I can impart on our listeners, it is this. We don't have the benefit of choosing when an opportunity arises in life. The best we can do is be prepared to accept it when it does. So whether you're cruising in your Alfa Romeo Julia, picking on your mandolino, or closing to a jury, step into the garage, listen to the experts, and get a tune-up.